episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other cult classics. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. No uh, no recorded intro? I you, I forgot. I forgot, okay. which is crazy. You had a good feedback. Last we, I know. We got so much <laughs> good feedback, and it was always like a little bit late, so I was like, oh, that's cool that it's finally hitting people. Uh, yeah, no, we got good feedback on that. I I totally forgot. I also ran out of like funny food items for the cafeteria. Listen, if you want to record one and put it in, uh, I can start acting surprised. Okay, yeah, that was a great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember those? Remember? I can't think of anything else. There was chicken patty. I think that was like kind of it. They did like uh no, there's nothing else that was like that memorable. Like it was like pizza, the dunkers, chicken patties. That was kind of it. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, you can you can read the uh they had those shitty monologue. cheeseburgers. You can do the monologue that the movie starts out with in that robotic voice. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. So, well, first of all, let's just say we're going to be in Tampa October 7th at 7 p.m. at Tampa Bay Brewing Company, just down the road from Spookala, the big uh, horror convention down there. So come on out, go see Spookala, then head over to us, and we're going to be watching Halloween 2 together. That'll be a fun time. I'm excited for that. We got got people traveling to see us. We got people traveling from Connecticut. We got people people traveling from Georgia. I'm excited. Thank God, because (laughs) our last Florida event was... (laughs) <laughs> left I'm a little n- something yeah. <laughs> to the imagination uh uh and uh but you know what okay so okay so sidetracked right from the jump let's go i was rehashing that florida moment tonight at dinner with a friend and i was talking about it and then i forgot did you remember they were having like a protest in that neighborhood for parking spaces. Yeah, I do. I do remember. Dude, it honestly it had left my mind until tonight. And I was like, oh my God. And I remember getting we got messages from people, like multiple people that were like, Yeah, I was gonna come, but like there was no park because they were occupying parking. There was some disagreement with that neighborhood and the parking or yeah. something weird. So like all the people that lived down there. We're just occupying parking spaces, like putting kiddie pools and like elaborate decor in the parking spaces to like keep people away. And uh, that was fun. So that was fun. Yeah. So worked. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Protest. I hope you guys got your parking spaces. Uh, that was fun. Uh, but, you know, even that was kind of fun. We had some people come out to that. It was nice to meet people, but um, just hoping for a little bit better. But I mean, Chicago last year. Was a we turned the corner? We turned the corner. We turned the corner. But you know what? It is weird. You, me, and me were talking about this. I had a few drinks, so I'm a little bit off topic already. Um, you and I were talking about this. Uh, it's so weird regionally. 
what areas people are willing to drive a certain amount of time for an event for and what areas are like, no, I don't drive to event. Like if it's not in this area, I'm not going. I think that's like super interesting because we're in Connecticut. So Boston and New York, like you just go. It's two hours. You drive. Yeah. That's where you go to see your shows, like your your best shows. And I think in Chicago it was kind of similar. We had a lot of people that traveled like three to four hours even to to come to that show. So I think like certain areas, people are more willing to drive to that city. And it's probably because that's where you have to go for the big shows anyway. But something like Florida, yeah. where, you know, it's yeah, like Tampa, Miami, Orlando, they, they all get their own events. Yeah. Like, I think people sense. are less willing to trap. Like, we, we had heard from people. They were like, that's two hours. What? what? <laughs> I go two hours of fucking constantly. Um, but it's interesting. So come on out if you if you want to see us in Florida ever again, because <laughs> this this is it. This is it. Otherwise, we're gonna pick something else. Uh, we had a lot of requests. Well, we have a lot of requests for Texas. We have a lot of requests for uh, Atlanta. Texas, I'm so in Atlanta. We got to look at the numbers of Atlanta listeners. I don't know if they're if they're. I got. A, I got. A, we got a, a lot. Dude. Do we? Yeah, oh, like a lot of messages being like, what the fuck, Florida? Like, why not Atlanta? Oh, my God, dude. I wish I knew this in advance. Oh, my God. I, uh, Dude, my dream is to go down to Atlanta. I, I want to go to the gold club so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> dude, th- those strip clubs are like party. Like, they're like clubs. No, I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If anyone knows, it's Joe. Um <laughs> Wait, that came out fucking wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I meant Joe knows that scene. Sorry. That, Sorry. I, I got to shut the fuck up. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> uh, so I think last week we or this month we were saying we were going to do class of 1984. Hmm. We had audible. We were going to do Hell Night. Hell Night. And you were like, that's a boring piece of shit. And then we were like class of 1984, which I have never seen. Uh, and then today I was like, hey, or no, yesterday I was like, hey, I, I've never seen class of 1984, but I think I've seen the sequel. And you were like, dude, the sequel is so fucking good. Uh, did not disappoint. We are doing class of nice. 1999. We're doing class of 1999 today instead of 1984. We chose the right movie. The, in, in in the world of horror show audibles, this was a double audible, and we landed. We hit. We hit exactly glad, what I'm, we needed. I'm glad to hear you say that because I did watch Class of 1984 in, in oh, preparation. I actually did both. Okay. Um, Class of 1984 is like a perfect exploitation film, mm-hmm. but it's not that fun. It's actually kind of, it's actually grim. It's very grim. (laughs) It is grim. It's not fun. Well, no, there, there are moments that are fun, but then there's like the, the arc at the end is just like fucking chaotic. It's crazy, but it is very grounded. It's very rooted. You know, it it is a, it's a, so let's talk about the premise of these movies because they're both the same, same, same uh, universe, right? In 1984, there is a school, a single school, where violence against teachers has reached an all-time high. And this is the story of a teacher coming into this environment. And 
it, it it's like a blend of those old like uh 1950s like teens are running wild and exploitation film and and it and it works and i do think that that was a genuine fear of people at that time i was just going to say it, it like you call it an exploitation film it is exploiting the real fear of you know we had the punk culture we had the heavy metal culture we had kids becoming more and more disobedient so that was a fear that like the parents of old were losing control over the youth. Yeah. And, and they portray it in a way that you're like, it, it is a little unsettling to watch that movie because it is very grounded. It is as bad as the youths are there. They, they escalate throughout the movie, but like at the beginning, they are very much just like a bunch of punks, like just misbehaving sort of, um, and this teacher's coming into it. And it, it gets claustrophobic in that movie where you're like, it feels like er- it feels like everything is like pinning this guy down. And you're just like, holy shit. And it's it's a really well done movie. Um and then <laughs> and it's the same director, Mark Lester, uh, who actually did Firestarter and fucking Commando. Commando, yeah. Commando. Um so he made that in 82. He makes this in 1990. It is like the the only thing separating this from a trauma film is is like fart noises being played r- randomly in the background. <laughs> actually, I shouldn't say that. It's it's actually much better than a trauma film. I Trauma should have strived to make something like this. Yeah, I think Mark Lester understood the assignment he was like yeah like like you said 84 was grim and probably got some feedback that was like that, that was good <laughs> but we need more uh we need more action like yeah more just like balls to the wall fun action and he got an ensemble of a cast like a this cast, cast is so is good incredible dude this cast is fucking crazy and horror show alums all over the place yeah. Uh uh the best run through him? The be- yeah, the best villain in history, Patrick Kilpatrick. Dude, Patrick Kilpatrick Kilpatrick uh, running for for like Congress recently. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh he he's in Toxic Avenger. He's the one that has the uh half painted face, half black, half white painted face. My favorite fact about Patrick Kilpatrick is uh, in one 18-month period, Kilpatrick reportedly acted in five studio films, two independent films, and making 27 television guest spots on 18 different shows. That's a fucking – what a re- – dude, yeah, what a fucking resume, man. What a fucking resume. Good for him. He just – dude, his face. Some people are just born – you know, some people have yeah. faces just born for comedy. He has a face that's just born to be a henchman. Just yeah, like, oh, yeah. Piece of shit henchman. <laughs> dude, 100%. Perfect. What is it about that face? <laughs> He's also most famously, you know, Free Willy 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, Willy, Willy getting caught three times. <laughs> but dude, remember the stranglehold Free Willy had on this country for that first movie? Like, yeah, the first one, fine, yeah. But that movie sucks too, dude. That was like such a <laughs> B. That that sh- that should not have gotten the hype it did. But it it is that Disney or no? I don't think it is. I, I I'll, I'll pull it up here. Free Willy is. Uh, still, I, I know Michael Madsen claimed he's only proud of like three movies he's ever been in, and one of them somehow is Free, free Willy. 
<laughs> uh, Warner Brothers. So not not see that's that's the thing. It was like one of those like ugh. I hate I hate movies like this. Um, dude, twenty million dollar budget, one hundred fifty three million box office for Free Willy. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Uh, he was in Free Willy three, so good for him. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> I bet you there's more than that. Uh, <laughs> dude. Also, I never thought about the idea that he kept getting captured. <laughs> Like, what is the plot of Free Willy 2? Dude, dude, Free Willy 2 starts with Willy just turning back around after they freed him and jumping into the fucking <laughs> jump, jumped, jumped back over by accident. <laughs> Setting up the sequel. It's like a Fast and the Furious ending. <laughs> he jumps back in and the kid, it ends with the kid being like, here we go again. Just flash Free Willy on the screen. <laughs> uh, I would... I, I I would be down with that actually. Free Willy remake. Um, okay, so who else do we have on this cast? We we've got more people. Oh, Free Willy two. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. An oil spill separates Willy and his siblings from oh, his mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Madsen's stay, proudest movie. Stay tuned for the uh, plot of Free Willy three in the middle of Sean's <laughs> next next sentence. <laughs> Oh god, fuck! I gotta, I can't cough into the mic. Okay, I gotta, I gotta be careful with that. Um, all right, so we have this cast. Uh, do you want to talk about some of these guys? Or are you still looking at Free Willy Three? Uh, I was. Uh, I'll go back to Free Willy Three. Yeah, uh, we got Bradley Craig. Or Brad, I already fucked it up. Bradley Gregg as mm-hmm. Cody Culp. Uh, he's Philip Anderson in A Nightmare on Elm Street Three. He's Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. He is both a horrible actor in this and uh, like perfect for the role. In this. It's so insane. He is such a brat pack wannabe. It's like mental. Uh, he was in Stand by Me, right? Did you say that? Yes, I yeah. did not. No, but uh, oh. some of his line delivery is just abysmal. <laughs> You're right. Like I don't. I wouldn't want to see anyone else in that role though. No, I wouldn't either. He's perfect. He's great in it, um, but he's awful. He's just fucking terrible, and I understand why he was not allowed into the Brat Pack. Uh, you got Tracy <laughs> oh, you Lynn. He, oh, yeah, he got, he got denied. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I feel like everyone on Stand By Me got like the opportunity to join the Brat Pack. It was like an initial... He was just like an idiot scrub in Stand <laughs> yeah. By Me. Yeah. Well, I feel like anybody, any kid in that movie, you know. They were doing some wild shit on that set. Well, yeah, Kiefer, Kiefer was there, of course. <laughs> uh, Tracy Tracy Lind is Christy Langford. She's Alex of Fright Night 2, horror show alum. And she's yep. in uh, My Boyfriend's Back. Dude, My Boyfriend's Tina, Back. Tita's favorites. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I fucking love that movie. Wait, that's the zombie boyfriend, right? Yeah. Dude, back from the dead. That came out, like, right around my birthday. And all I wanted was... To go to the movies with my friends to go see that. And we couldn't because it wasn't, I don't know how old I was. Uh, and I don't, I think it was 93. It just turned 30. So I was, oh my God. Yeah, my mom made the right fucking decision. Um, yeah, you were like eight. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was eight. I can't find what this is rated though. It had to have been at least PG 13, but it was probably R if I had to guess. I can't find the rating. Why don't why doesn't Wikipedia show the rating? 
PG thirteen. PG thirteen. So my mom was right though, because like when I think about PG thirteen, like with James, I show him most PG thirteen movies. But I mean, PG dude, PG thirteen is such a weird rating. Anyway, um, but I couldn't. I would never show it to his friends. You know what I mean? Like I could yeah <laughs> invite a group of his friends and be like, here you go. That'd be fucking nuts. <laughs> dude but pg-13 is weird it is such a huge spectrum of it because all you have to do is say fuck once or something like that and it's pg-13 so it's like you could get a movie where it's just they say fuck once or you could get the most insane shit you've ever fucking seen like fucking like a lot of those like new horror movies which like yeah everyone poo-poos but like for a fucking 10 year old it's like mind melting no doubt (laughs) um no doubt so that's Tracy Lynn. And she she retired. She was dating the guy that was in the car with Princess Diana. Yes. And he died. And then she retired that same year being like, I fucking hate like the press and I hate yeah, living a public life. And I was like, oh, man, that's fucking crazy because I actually like her in this. I think she's pretty good. And she's I think she's good, too. Actually, one of my only complaints about this movie is I kind of think she's underutilized. Oh, she's totally underutilized. Dude, there's a mo. They like build her up, they ramp her up, and then <laughs> you forget about her, and then she just comes back like later yeah. in the end, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that storyline." Uh, you got John Ryan. Yeah, your boy, one of your favorite uh, movie series. He's uh, Frank I, Davis from It's Alive. I wasn't sure if you were gonna know that because I wrote down my favorite franchise. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I would get a, what are you saying? Or like, yes, I remember that. Those movies fucking rock. You're asking me if I remember <laughs> that you love it's alive. Yeah. Shut, shut the fuck up about it's alive in the last 20 years. <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> so the perfect film series. <laughs> the Island of the alive is just fucking unreal. <laughs> Dude, long before the horror show was even a thought. <laughs> Couldn't, couldn't stop hearing about It's Alive 3. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. All right. Trying to get laid at a, trying to get laid at a party. Listen, listen to the plot of... Listen to you recap the plot of It's Alive And then Paul on the other side who's saying God knows what. It's honestly... <laughs> no, wait. This whole time I'm like, how did Joe... How did Joe get girls in college? It's very easy. He had me and Paul yeah. next to him. <laughs> being bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Like of course, went to the island. (laughs) One of them rides the guy over the waterfall like a fucking boat. (laughs) Did we do that? Have we done those movies, dude? I don't think we did. I think we might have done it. I think we did the third one for the threes, which was an insane and what an insane premise for a series of episodes is talking about thirds in the series without talking about the first or second movie. That was our first year, too. Jeez. How are we still Fucking, here? it's a miracle. It's a fucking miracle. <laughs> We're going to talk about the third of every series. Not, no, we have not covered the first or second. We won't talk about them. That is, that, that was a decision. And we'll highlight, we'll headline it with Island of the Alive. <laughs> Uh, well, well, let's do let's just do the it's alive series soon. Yeah, we should. I I I, I mean, I, I kind of don't want to because I'm afraid of. No, you know what? I think we did do the first one. I don't know. We'll look that up. We'll look that up after. We'll I don't know because it's. 
Uh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, John Ryan was in the It's Alive and It's Alive Again. Um, also in Best of the Best. Mm. Classic. Death Wish 4. And three, 3 O'Clock High, which is... I've never seen. It sounds familiar. Dude, people like... Is Cusack in that? There's some people... Well, it sounds familiar because Buzz loves it. Um, okay. Like, like, wouldn't stop talking about it for like three years. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's in it, but people like... It. There's a certain group of people that enjoy it. I, it's just never been on my radar. Pam Greer... Your bud. Yeah, one of the greatest. That's all that's all I wrote there. I was just like, what, what do I have to say about what, am I what do you have to say about Pam? Pam? Like Coffee. come on. If you don't know Fox Pam Greers, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, pause this if you haven't read <laughs> <laughs> Do yourself a you favor. Tw- <laughs> we're not even uh, we're not even like into the list yet. You got Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach. What the Let's talk about Stacey Keach in this movie. Dude, fucking unreal. Insane looking. <laughs> Ins- dude, his hair, the contacts that he's wearing. Holy shit. It looks shit. like he's going through a midlife crisis. And he looks like, to be that age, but like, he's not, I don't think he's that old in, in this. I don't think so either. And also, this movie is about like humanoid robots. <laughs> yeah. He is not one of them. But he looks like But he he looks more robotic than anybody else in this film. It's so mental. He is uh he is something else in this. And you know what else is crazy is I thought they were going to reveal him to be a robot at the end. Cuz I mean, right. yeah, cuz like dude, he's wearing white contacts. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? I thought they were going to reveal him to be a robot at the end of this. Um, cause there's also a scene where he's eating a banana, which whatever, but he's like, he misses his mouth. If you watch this scene, he like misses his mouth. And I was like, is he pretending to be a robot? Like, is he method acting a robot being like, I don't know how to eat. All right. Who else do we have? We, we got more people. Malcolm McDowell, Malcolm McDowell, Loomis himself, Loomis himself looking older than. Than he does as young Loomis with the ponytail. You know, I I gotta say, I love Malcolm. I'm gonna watch Rob Zombie's Two Halloweens again. Like I'm gonna do it this October. Which, by the way, uh, I haven't done a Patreon stream in a while. Nobody's passed. Thank thank God. But I think in October. I'm going to stream as much as I can. Just throw on like a, a random horror movie. Ooh, that would be fun. So we could also do. We could also do Halloween specials. Okay, I like it. From the Plex, um, that would be that would be super fun. Yeah, I've been wanting to do some stuff. You, guys, you got to give us a break in the summer and springtime because it's just nice out. We want to go out and do things. Now that it's fall, all I can think about is like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to hop on the stream now because I, I have like three things I want to do on it. But so stay tuned, guys. It'll be fun. So you got Malcolm, got Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. Yep. We have Joshua John Miller, who uh, he's Jason Patrick's half-brother in real life. He wrote Final Girls. He wrote that uh, Queen of the South show. He is the brother in Teen Witch. And yes. he is, uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Tom Atkins. What's his name? In Halloween 3. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yeah, Tom Atkins. Uh, he's his son in Halloween 3. Uh, yes. He is in full... Uh, 
He's in full Teen Witch mode in this movie, though. I don't know what he looks like in other really shit, is. but he's like, it looks like he walked off the set of Teen Witch straight to here. Like, I the agree. hair's the same. It's, yeah, he, this was his look at the time. <laughs> so, he, he is undeniably that kid. Like, you can't place him. You got Darren Burroughs, who plays another brother. Uh, Sonny. Hatchet Face's boyfriend in Crybaby, and he's a 976 Evil. 976 Evil, classic. I kind of didn't take notes on anybody else except for that bald-headed technician uh, who's always yelling about the robots to Stacey Keach, because if you've watched Pirates of the Caribbean, he's like, he looks exactly the same. He looks exactly the same, even though in Pirates of the Caribbean, he's dressed up as a ghost pirate. He somehow looks just as disgusting as he does in this movie, and he's like the Comedic relief that's always arguing arguing with that tall, skinny guy. Oh, that's crazy, because uh, that idiot looks like that idiot fucking Anthony Fontano. That's all I could think about. I was like, did, <laughs> Anth- An- did Anthony Fontano fucking time travel or something to fucking make our lives miserable in multiple decades? Like, fucking <laughs> Connecticut's finest. That guy sucks. Is he actually from Connecticut? Yeah, he's from Milford. Oh, we should beat the shit out of him. Um, Dude, he's always at uh, cut that from the, cut that from the episode. because <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna beat the shit up. I I thought he was. I thought he came up from like the city or something. Nah, he's he's from born oh, and raised. Gross. And then we get uh, Rose McGowan in her first first role. She's just an extra. Oh shit, that's crazy. I didn't pick up on that. Rose, she's great. So let's hop into this. Um, film this is this is just so good can i just interrupt for a second there's a meme that's been circling around and everybody's been sending it to us uh because it's like when the podcast host says let's hop into this after they've already <laughs> been talking for 40 minutes that's a uh, perfect oh it's a hundred percent us it's a hundred percent us <laughs> um so now again 1984 class of 1984 was grim it was very realistic and you are not rooting for these crazy students. Like, you are very much like they're terrible people. S- script is flipped in two here. Um, but two is also, or not two, I shouldn't call it two, but whatever. Class of 1999. It is, I, I want to know what you think about this. It might be one of the most nonsensical movies we've ever done. <laughs> And I'm fine with it. I'm fine. In term, so in terms of like the facts of this movie, nothing adds up. There's like no part of this movie where you're like, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's as over the top as you could possibly be. For it's a movie so good. Like this like it's- just having. Like, to play like we said before they're exploiting the fear of like lo- losing control of your kids to yeah. like street gangs and drugs and and counterculture right uh that was class of 84 now is so far gone that <laughs> so cities cities have fallen to just children <laughs> but wait this is what's crazy right so yes joe is correct cities have fallen we open up with this like robotic voice talking to us in these sick 80s 90s graphics um, showing that school violence and gangs have taken control of full cities. Full cities. Um, and some of these are known as free fire zones, where the police do not enter and there are no laws. This is how this is pitched. 
and we all they they highlight Kennedy High School in Seattle, which is in the free fire zone. Here's my problem. <laughs> like the first scene, there's like guards and cops <laughs> like immediately at the school. I I I I was a little bit lost. I was a little bit lost. They well, that that I can explain that one oh, because shit. they are they are rolling out that new program, so that's why the police are entering the free fire zone. They do they do say that. Okay, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Here's my other the thing that like gets to me in this. All like, have you ever met a a group of people that want to educate kids so as badly as these people, dude? That Stacy Keach, <laughs> Stacy Keach's character is diabolical, but. His reason for being diabolical is to is to educate to educate children and get them back into schools. Which, like, I know he wants to sell his equipment and stuff, but like that is his main goal to educate and get kids back into school. Yes, he wants to sell stuff. He wants to sell weapons and shit. But you are one hundred percent right because, like, in the end, the very end of this, he is like, like somebody is like, so you want to kill them unless they learn? And he's like, yeah. Like his other goal, like his side by side goals are educate the youth and sell weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> That's like now, it, fucking nuts. Here's my question to you in today's internet age, you can go on any social media platform and you see people being like, predictive programming exists they make these movies to to tell us the truth and we just like don't don't open our eyes to it do you think there was people in 1990 be like there are free fire zones in america that they don't want to tell us about and this is a reality that's happening right now oh yeah after seeing a movie like this yeah you think it was existing back then yes absolutely absolutely dude all this shit just preys on people somebody so somebody's grandma saw this by accident in the movie theater and was like, the world's in fucking shambles. And then took it out on her whole family and the whole family. I, to live with. I, it might be my fucking dad. Like somebody like that sees this and is like, Jesus fucking. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's always been like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It really has. Um, and we we meet Stacy Keach right from the jump, white mullet with a rat tail. It, it's a fucking look for him. Dark mustache, black dark mustache. mustache, the Hulk Hogan look, the fucking blonde hair, black mustache, and white contact lenses. It is unfitting for a man of his age and stature to be doing something like that. Uh, but he is. And he's part of this company. Oh, fuck. I for, of course, I didn't write down that. I was like, I'll remember the name. It's called like Megatech or something like that. Um, and he's part of this company. And he has developed these super teachers, which are artificially created tactical education units. And uh, I, it's RoboCop. Robocop's influence was ran deep from like 87 to 91. <laughs> I agree completely because these guys are Robocops. But my favorite part about this is they're androids dressed as people, right? So you, there's no sign of them. It's Pam Greer, uh, John Ryan, and Kilpatrick. Kilpatrick. Patrick. Those are the three. And you, there's no sign that they're robots. They, they're just being them. But 
Uh, I did love the fact that we were supposed to believe that they had created an artificial intelligence that smoked a pipe and wore like <laughs> patches on his elbows. <laughs> like what? what? That's so stupid. That's so dumb. Uh, I, I do think I do think the scene is cool. Like the effect when they they like pull down one of their mouths to show that the oh, that was cool. inside. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, Kilpatrick. Kilpatrick. They're like. I, I think one of them's like, how do we know they're not people? Which, okay. And then <laughs> Kilpatrick, like, pulls up his own face. Yeah. This is very horror adjacent, this movie. As much as it's not, it is. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, dude, one guy gets cut in half. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> so ripped in half. Yeah. Yeah, it's like torn in half. <laughs> Um, we then meet Cody, Cody Culp, who is played by our boy, uh, Brad, Bradley, Bradley, uh, Cody Culp. He's being released from parole from jail. Um, and for some reason they're just like, (laughs) again, we know, we know these schools are overrun and just criminal ridden, but they're like sending them back and they're like, get back to fucking school right now. We're again, this is where 1984 made a little more sense because 90% of the school was good kids. It was just this one gang that was wreaking havoc. And that that's that makes sense. In this one, we're supposed to somehow believe that 99% of the school is g- gang related, and there's like three students that are like show up to learn. <laughs> These kids are carrying Man. machine guns around. <laughs> Dude, imagine how big of a piece of shit parent you'd have to be to send your kid to send your kid to that school. That's all. Maybe it's just parents, but if you watch this movie, that's all you think about the entire time. It's like, because you'll see a random normal kid like walking in the background. You're like, who sent that kid to this fucking school? What fucking parent did this? Like, you would just homeschool. You would not. I wouldn't even teach. I'd rather him not go to school at all. Like not learn anything. Yeah, there's no way people are, are in yeah, the, the truancy officers are cities, getting work during this time. Cities are falling. <laughs> like you said, that's the best way to describe it. Like the government is literally just given up on cities. I'm <laughs> like, like, oh, it's, it's for them. Like, why are these kids even showing up to school? <laughs> it's fucking, dude, they are armed. They are armed like the military. Right. As we'll find out. They have rocket launchers. They have, everyone has a machine gun. Like it's not, it's fucking nuts. Um, So Cody Culp is getting released on parole. Um, Malcolm McDowell is the principal uh, who is, he's working so hard to get education back to this fucking fire free zone in Seattle. I don't know why, but he is gung ho on it. Um, And then Cody Culp, he leaves. We meet his brother, Angel, who is played by the kid from Teen Witch, um, and his brother, Sonny. Uh, and they pick him up from there, and we learn a little bit about the gang lore in this, right? So, they're part of the Black Hearts. Yes. Gang, or Cody. Yeah. Yeah, they're part of the Black Hearts gang. But then Cody drives them through the Razorhead gang territory, which I don't know why he does, and neither do his brothers, who are fucking terrified. Also before this point and then immediately after this point Cody's like I gotta stay out of trouble but he, but he decides to go 
through through the place that will bring him the most amount of trouble. And his brothers are begging him. His brothers are like, what are we doing here? And by the way, like, it's just that it's literally flipped every time. Right before this, the two brothers are like, let's do gang shit. And he's like, hey, man, t- trying to stay clean now. Gotta- Dude, he throws their drugs out the window. <laughs> He's like, things have changed. Like, who the hell? What have you turned into? And then he does this. And then he does this, and his brothers are like, please leave. We don't we don't want this. It's fucking crazy. Um, and they're called the Razorheads. Uh, and they, they actually have like their own settlements, their own towns. It's like very walking dead vibes. Like uh that's what it seems like. Uh <laughs> and they drive through it where they where they get threatened. And of course this results in a giant gunfight and a car crash. Uh and great one. Yeah. And man, they gave Bradley who who's playing Cody, uh, they gave him so many fucking one liners in this, and none of them were none of them were it. None of them were it. Uh this one says he goes, looks like Hector's going to be late for school. <laughs> he just killed somebody. Like, fucking, <laughs> the fuck? And you, you almost got murdered. Like, let's, that's well, the bigger thing. <laughs> and uh, as we're going to learn in the next scene, they're all in the same class together. <laughs> you literally will they're see him in 10 minutes. <laughs> sitting next to each other. After after a vicious gunfight. Gun <laughs> we're... we're People that he knows died. <laughs> and then they just go to class. <laughs> and uh, at the school where they're going, uh, it's like, it's bordered off like a prison. There's like razor wire and fences all around the school. You can't get in. Uh, and there is a Department of Education Defense Unit, which yes. is part of the CIA, which <laughs> tracks. Let's be real. Something the CIA would fucking pull. I don't disagree. Hey, uh, and they they do the Department of Education Defense. Um, And then we meet our robot teachers who start coming in. Well, we already met them, but they start coming in. But we learn that they have this, like, as Joe mentioned, like, RoboCop vision. Uh, So, like, it literally scans, tells you their name. We get to see their like thought process and picking what they're gonna do, which fun fact is always so violence. <laughs> the most violent, yeah. the <laughs> most violent thing they can choose. Um, but I did think it was weird because we they go to the principal's office and they're like, "Here's the files on the worst students," and it's like the school is not like this is not 1984. This is everyone is a Tromaville resident. Yes. They're, they're disgusting. And it's like, who, who are the bad kids? They're all the bad kids. What do you mean? Um, and Stacy Keach can watch. And like, he has like a room of scientists in the basement of the school where he can watch the cameras and watch what the teachers are doing. So, so we get to cut back to that. And he's got two scientists working on it, which Joe mentioned in the earlier. Um, and they're, I actually, I actually love them in this movie. They they are fantastic. <laughs> they really are, right? Like it's just they're, they're, they speak for everyone watching the movie. They that's that they are the people's voice because you're just like, 
Why wouldn't you just shut the fucking robots off? And then it cuts to these guys and they're like, what the fuck are we doing? Turn the fucking robots off. And Stacy Keach is like, nah, I don't know. When, when they leave the school premises and they're like, hey, guy, uh, we can't track what they're doing. And also there are they're, they're literally weapons. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. That, that one was my best. They were like, they are gone and we don't know what they're fucking doing, but they've been killing people. And Stacy Keach is just like, oh, wouldn't that be terrible? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Somebody call the police on this fucking guy. Uh <laughs> So this, yeah, actually, what do you say? What do you say it like that? Those those two guys could could have done a bit more other than just voicing their <laughs> disappointment. I didn't even think about that, <laughs> even though that's what I was kind of saying. Yeah, no, those guys should have done a lot more. <laughs> they had, they had control of everything. Stacy Keach couldn't do shit. He wasn't doing anything. He was just overseeing it all. Uh, so we met the Blackhawks. We're at school. It's a prison. Um. Pam Greer is Miss Connors, the chemistry teacher. Uh, and we meet her in a class full of razor heads who start giving her shit right off the bat. And she just beats the living shit out of them. <laughs> Potentially maybe killing one. I don't know. Um, and then the class just resumes to normal. They're like, all, everyone in the class is like, oh, yeah, we can't mess with her. Uh, including Christy who is the daughter of the principal and she is a classy lady, but she is in love with the bad boy Cody. Mm. And she also thinks Pam Greer is a fucking bitch, which is insane because those kids were like threatening her life. <laughs> the, the, the one, one of them had another student in like a, a death choke. <laughs> dude, dude. And at, even though you you know you're not going to be rooting for these teachers, in this very moment, this teacher was 100%. Not bad. No. Not bad. No, yeah. no. Like, they were like, well, you're fucking next. And she just. Also, what she did wasn't that bad. She was wearing stilettos. She stomped on one's heel. Yeah. Pretty much did like three Stooges routines to them. <laughs> That's true. That also, true. Pam Greer is 41 years old in this movie. Looks fantastic. She looks so fucking young. That's crazy. She looks so fucking young. That's nuts. She's she's still with us, right? She is, yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay. It's always scary when you don't know that shit. Uh, we then go to history class with Mr. Harden, uh, who also has, like, for some reason, an immaculately clean room in, in a city that is dissolved to fucking anarchy. He has the cleanest room in the school. Uh, a fight breaks out in his class, and we see his robot selection choose corporal punishment, and he spanks two spanks. gang members. <laughs> that was the best scene in the movie. That was the best scene in the movie. He spanks him so hard in front of everyone. What the fuck would you do if you saw that? That would be like... I mean, I certainly wouldn't return to school, especially if it was a free fire zone. <laughs> I don't know. I might be like, this guy's, this guy's it. This guy just solved all of our problems. Uh, Miss Patterson, the robot, I wrote down too. Miss <laughs> Patterson was just an android, which is why Buzz broke her brain by, by, by saying that shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude. If you're watching the video, Joe's face. 
it, I that is a conspiracy I could fully get behind. Dude, Buzz, what, what was Buzz's chair? It was uh, fart, Chitty, fart, 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 fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Dude, it broke the robot's brain. Robot was like, I don't know how Couldn't to fucking compute. deal with this. <laughs> I'm not programmed to deal with this level. Can't compute this level of idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's so funny. Um, Miss Patterson, the robot. All right. So spanking scares the whole gang, even though this gang is armed with <laughs> like fucking military grade weapons. They are. Ju- they see the spanking and they're like, oh, man. We can't, we can't fuck with this. Everyone sit down and learn. Uh, and that's that. Uh, after school, we go to the home of the Culps. Uh, where we learn Sonny was like mutilated by the razor heads. Mm. And he blames his brother, uh, Cody, not being there. for not being there. Um and then we meet Cody's we also meet Cody's mom and Angel well Angel we had already met but Cody's mom and they're all addicted to this new drug called Edge which is mm-hmm. cocaine they they all need a little tootski of of the stuff um and Cody's just like Cody is like such a a good guy now he gets out on parole and like his life is totally changed he's just like he freaks out about them taking edge and storms out. He's the most angsty fucking kid in this movie, which is why I think only this kid could play him. Yeah, I mean, that kid is born to be angsty. That kid, dude, his fucking outfits the whole movie were just fucking insane. <laughs> uh, next day, Cody saves Christy, the daughter of the principal, from being raped by the razor heads, which makes their face turn at the end of this movie a little, a little fucking weird for me. But uh, yeah, that was fucking bizarre when Hector's suddenly like a good dude at the end of the movie. Uh, it's so weird. They build these two gangs up as like the worst, right? Like Cody's against them. Right. And at the end of the movie, the lesson is like, by the way, should have stayed in the gang. And... <laughs> aligned with another gang to make one more giant gang. <laughs> um but yeah, so he he stops the razor heads from attacking her, which leads to a confrontation with the gym robot, the gym teacher robot. Mr. Bryles. Mr. Bryles who uh will go on to uh in this next scene uh <laughs> almost murder Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bring him to the edge of death before releasing him, only because another member of the Blackhearts brought in a gun and was about to shoot him. Yes. My favorite part about... gets killed. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. He breaks that guy's neck. (laughs) He snaps it. Killed. Sorry, I forgot to mention that part. The gym teacher kills the gun. The gym teacher almost murders Cody, only stops to break another child's (laughs) neck. (laughs) <laughs> killing another kid um it's fucking nuts uh i was gonna oh i was gonna say cody does a weird thing after this too where he's talking to christy and christy's like that kid because like cody's like 
I saw him kill my friend. And Christy's like, yo, that kid pulled a gun on him. <laughs> like, like, that's crazy. And Cody's like, Cody's, Cody's thought process is, he's like, he was too fucked up. Like, wh- he didn't know which way the gun was pointed. Like, he was so high that he couldn't tell which way the gun was pointed. Yeah, that, that's a problem. Yeah, was, that's a wor- <laughs> dude, worse. Arguably way worse. <laughs> Cody's like, also, what's the big fucking the pr- deal? He's so high, he could have killed anybody. Yeah, I think just Christy's family is just idiotic because her dad is the principal and Cody is getting reprimanded by him. And he's like, hey, guy, I just watched one of your staff members snap a student's neck and also saved your daughter from getting raped, <laughs> literally raped. And Malcolm McDowell's like, well, that might be true, but don't let me catch you fighting anymore. <laughs> Dude, I had that note. I was going to come back to that note, too. That cracked me up. That, 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 he's like, he, like the kid is like, I saved your daughter from being raped. And he's like, well, why didn't you call the teacher? <laughs> <laughs> fucking nuts. It's the craziest fucking thing. And yeah, wraps it up with being like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Let's not have that happen again. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your effort. Don't let me catch you. Fucking <laughs> Doing stuff like that again. <laughs> Um, so that's one kid down at the hands of the teachers so far. Uh, and Keech is watching this on the screen and is like, this is fucking great. And everyone's like, are you sure about that? <laughs> like, dude, his reaction to that is like, so happy. He's like, this is just a wonderful day in history. <laughs> Robots killing children. Um, yeah. So his staff, uh, is like, hey, man, this is probably not a good idea. And basically that the robots are like deprogramming themselves from the educational unit, as we'll learn later what they really are. Um, meanwhile, in history class, Sony shows up very high. Sony is Cody's brother. Uh, the history teacher takes him outside. He's a robot and uh, <laughs> breaks into his locker and feeds him all the drugs. <laughs> through the mouth uh killing him instantly pretty much uh he just shoves them all in and he, but he steals his necklace for some fucking reason he's also smashing his head into the lockers too dude there is so much head smashing in this movie it's <laughs> fucking great i i i love a good head smash and it happens so often in this it happened in the wrestling match before with Coach Bryles, and it just continues to happen. It's just f- people grabbing people's skulls and smashing them against walls. It's fucking great. Um, so, okay, so Sony, Sony's dead. Sony's dead. And at the end of the day, it's kind of chaos about this. Like, everyone's talking about it. They're saying it's an overdose. Um, there's, like, a press con like the the news has shown up to the school the and- news showing up for that <laughs> of everything is so nuts dude <laughs> there is war in the streets <laughs> there are children with rocket launchers <laughs> showing up for that is so crazy um and the principal calls in all the robots calls in stacy keach and is like what the fuck happened there's a dead kid there's Two dead kids now. 
You're like, what the fuck is going on? And Stacy Keach is eating a banana like he's never eaten one before. And it's like, those kids asked for it. And the principal's like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Michael McDowell's like, I guess not. But he ends up, I'm going to say covering it up because that's what Stacy Keach calls it. I don't think it's a cover up when you tell two kids, like, a lie. <laughs> Two children. Uh, but he tells Cody and Christy, like, they come to him and they're like, the teacher killed that kid. And he's like, mm, don't think so. <laughs> right. Uh, and then Malcolm goes to a dinner meeting with Stacy Keach, where Stacy Creech is drinking a glass of milk. Motherfucker's and- a robot, dude. He was, t- dude, he, he was. He he's a fucking robot. Uh, drinking milk. It, Malcolm McDowell's drinking scotch, and he's drinking a glass of milk in it. Um, but basically, Stacy Keach kind of blackmails him here because Malcolm McDowell's like, "Hey, this is fucked," and he's like, "Well, you covered it up, so looks like you have to do deal with it now." Uh, that night, same night, Cody goes to a uh, nightclub where he watches Angel get jumped in in honor of Sony. Uh, and Cody's like, Hey guys, I saw the teachers kill Sonny. And for whatever reason, the gang is like, you fucking lying piece of shit. <laughs> like you, how fucking dare you talk about You've our change. <laughs> it was so bizarre. And by the way, that is a stance they will take again later in the movie. I know. I know. <laughs> And also, not only did Cody, like, Cody was in the class when Sony got brought out to the hallway by the teacher. And then the teacher came back holding his jewelry, being like, don't know what happened to him, even though he brought him out there. There's more than one witness to to that as well. But yeah, like you said, like Sean's saying, they're very offended that he would insinuate that the teachers were behind something diabolical. It's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> they are so bent out of shape about it. Um, it's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, also, that club is crazy because they're just shooting guns. <laughs> fucking nuts. Just shooting guns in the air. Uh, and then the juxtaposition in this movie is so funny because they remind you that they're kids every once in a while. Cause like you kind of get lost in the movie because it cuts from that club to Cody drinking a juice box in high school. And you're like, this is what, why do you have, why are you drinking from a fucking juice box? Like this is an action movie, but it is a, uh, they're children. Uh, but they decide to skip school. And in a little bit of a callback to uh, class of 1984, they get a book full of teachers' addresses, uh, which I don't, I hope is not a thing. <laughs> like, I hope. <laughs> so, so when I was teaching, not only was there like a staff directory, but once a year there would be like a union, like almost like a phone book that would go out. You're not on mute, by the way. Now you are. Dude, I just realized all that coughing I was doing was not on mute. Dude, I moved my mic. 
I moved my mic. I honestly didn't know you were trying to mute it. But yeah, that bl- that nose blow was like directly into the uh, oh, fuck. microphone. It didn't mute right away. Uh, okay, well, sorry. I'm not editing that. Well, I'll edit that one out. <laughs> but I'm not going to edit out the cough. Oh, fuck. That sucks. I moved my mic input from one to two, and it's been fucking me up. I got I to gotta switch that back. Sorry, everybody, for that. What were you saying? As I blow my nose again. There, there, there was a uh, every year there was sending out like a phone book of teachers for like the union for some reason, and it had everybody's address and also had also had their salaries listed next to their name. I don't know why the fuck they were handing what? that out. What well, if somebody broke into that's the school, they'd be able to find that. That's fucking yeah. psychotic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just New Haven, Connecticut. That's fucking crazy. Why? Why would they list your pay? What? I don't know. I wonder if I still have one of mine somewhere. Dude, let's go rob somebody. Let's rob the highest paid on the list. Oh, I've got some names. Do somebody get them fucked up. Uh, So they they get, I guess, this directory that only exists in a free fire zone in New Haven, Connecticut. (laughs) 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 Um, They get the same thing and they look at, they they decide to look at the teacher's addresses and go to their house. Turns out they all they all live in the same condo, which I think is the funniest. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Like, just I guess it's the government. Like, this is where they decided to like nickel and dime them a little bit. Where they were like, "Hey, like, do they really need a house? Like, let's just put them in a fucking condo." <laughs> like, like to be than- fair. The robots. Yeah, they don't need a lot of space. Right. But you could imagine somebody there is like, let's give them a house. Or let's build a facility. Stacy Keach's power. Can't you just power them down for like the end of the night? (laughs) Shove them in a box somewhere? Plug them in in the basement where all the cameras and shit are? Well, I mean, not at the school. Casey Steach has has a whole room for... Surveillance. They're they all carpooling together. They're all carpooling. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of it, too. They do. They all three of them cram into that car so many times in this movie. Um, but they live in a condo complex. The the robots, and as Joe mentioned, what really is living in a condo complex when you're a robot? Because they open the cabinets, they sneak into the house. And they open the cabinets and we see shit like WD-40 and like machine cleaner in the cabinets. Yes. Because that's what robots eat. And then Christy, it's Christy and Cody who are doing this. Christy, Christy's alarm bells start ringing because she looks in a box and finds a late one lacy bra. And she's like, hey, yes, no human woman. <laughs> Would buy one lacy bra without the matching underwear. That is her conclusion. Th- that is her conclusion. She- and and her conclusion is that must be a robot. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> this is what she has. <laughs> Not the WD-40 and machine cleaner and like vats of chemicals that are in the house. The bra. So why would a robot need a bra, period? They, they don't. Uh, later, <laughs> Pam Greer gets ripped open and we see one of her robot titties hanging out the rest of the movie. And I'm just like, why does that even exist? 
<laughs> Stacy Keach is fucking these machines. <laughs> there is sex bots. He's financing on the government payroll. Anyway, the teachers, as I mentioned, carpool together. They get home together. And I, I thought this was going to be a moment where the kids get away knowing this information and like whatever. No, like the robots walk in and are like, somebody's been here and immediately go out and see them. And I'm like, well, at least they won't be able to make out who it is. And they're like, oh, it's Christy and Cody. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? And they're like, let's go kill them. And they go and try and murder Cody. <laughs> I was Immediate. not expecting yeah. that at all. I was expecting like a slow build up to this. And they just go out and they're like, nope, that's them. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's fucking mental. Uh, so they chase Cody on a motorcycle. Cody's got a motorcycle. They're in the car. And uh, they keep clipping him, clipping him. Finally, they they hit him so hard he like flips, um, makes him crash. And for whatever reason, these robots drive the original, into the lake. The original O'Doyle rules, <laughs> driving off a cliff. All three of them. While talking. Like, whoops. <laughs> wait, what, wait, did you write down what they said? I don't. I don't it's like, uh, time to take a plunge. Or like something <laughs> fucking idiotic like that. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It was... I hate water. Nice day. <laughs> nice day for a dive. Nice day for a dive. Nice day for a dive. As they're as they're airborne going into the water, which I also read that that they actually launched the actors, like the three of them, no, into the water like that, and they had to wear like because like if you see them in the scene, their outfits are like sticking out more than usual because they're wearing like triple wetsuits because because it was so cold outside. The water was so cold. <laughs> Why did they have a jacuzzi on the set? So like when they got out of the water, they could hop into it because it was so cold. Joe, all of these people were old enough to be to know better than to do that stunt for a move. This movie, Pam Greer, I was in Coffee and Foxy Brown. Like I, I'm a genre defining actress. <laughs> you're making me, you me launching me in a car into a lake for class of '99. That's not happening. It's fucking psychotic. Holy shit. That's actually a mental story. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they get launched off to the lake, but they do survive, uh, as robots do. And they come out, and they decide they're going to play a war game with Cody. And their first thing is they're going to target Angel, who they kill, but they throw him against the house so hard it made me laugh, like uncontrollably for like three minutes <laughs> just <laughs> taking a child and throwing him against the fucking house is like <laughs> such an amazing thing to watch um but they kill him uh they kind also of shocking kind of kind of a shocking death yeah i mean i was actually shocked by sony dying at the beginning but i was like okay well that's one of two brothers not killing angel is very yeah, odd. Just watch him get initiated. Yeah. You got him initiated and he's already feeling the regrets and he's like kind of siding with Cody. So there's like this angle for him and it's all fucking gone. It's all for not. Doesn't even, he doesn't even put up a fight. No. He just gets thrown against a wall. Dude, he's fucking murdered by these fucking robot teachers. Uh, they also take a member of the Razor, whatever their names are. Razorhead. Razorheads. Uh, and light him on fire and throw them through their like stash house window. 
<laughs> Fucking crazy. Uh, and of course, both gangs think it's each other because they find notes written on basketballs that say <laughs> war zone high noon. <laughs> so that's cool. I love that. Dude, I love finding a r- fucking threat written on a basketball. Like just cuz they're kids. <laughs> just, they of course have a basketball. Um back at the lab the scientists are just like begging Stacy Keach like they're like this is fucking crazy. Like these robots have lost their fucking minds. We have no control over them. And he's like, eh. they're, they're like, they're gone. They're not here. They're not reporting even to school. And he's like, maybe they took a break. <laughs> they're on sabbatical. <laughs> and the scientists are like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> and like, you have to see Stacy Keach while he's delivering these lines. Like, he's just like, he's visually the most chalant man. <laughs> but v- verbally, he's the most nonchalant <laughs> of all time. Um, yeah. Anyway, the black heart, the black heart, the black hearts show up to the war zone, fully armed. So do the fucking razor heads, and we get to watch like a legitimate war scene. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's but, fucking crazy, but. All right, so 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 the the two rival gangs are just all out artillery. Uh, you know, it, it's a war zone, like Sean said. What made me laugh is that these three robots are just running behind, like the, the people shooting the gang members, just running into the battle zone and just shooting them from behind in the back, just running around in circles. It's it's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. The robots waste these gangs. We actually see one of their Blowing body them counts. Down. We see one of the, like one of them is tracking their body counts on the like uh, RoboCop screen, mm-hmm. and it says like body count sixteen, and that's like at the very beginning. <laughs> so they they are they are just is is honestly one of the most chaotic scenes I've ever seen. Like in, a, in like a the gay members are in like foxholes, you know, shooting, <laughs> and, and, and but but somehow the three teachers are just able to run behind all of them, Dude. mow them down, and mo- and no one sees them. After this, after this, we spend the rest of the movie where no one is like everyone is still unaware that these robots are killing people, <laughs> except Cody. Um, so they murder everyone. The gang hasn't figured it out. Um, and then <laughs> Cody witnesses w- one of the gang members like get sucked through a glory hole. Like, I, I don't know how to fucking explain this. There's a hole in the wall and a gang member gets grabbed by, by one of the teachers. The hole is very small <laughs> and he gets folded in half and pulled through the fucking wall <laughs> and it cuts. And in- co- yeah. Yeah. Cody sticks his head through. Cause I like anyone would be like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> yeah. say, it's very, very small. A human would not fit through that. And when he looks through the, but the torso is ripped in. Half. <laughs> the torso <laughs> is ripped and fucking up. One of the crazy, like you were not expecting that scene in this movie. Like what at, at all? Like you were just like, what the fuck is that? Just a split body. Um, yeah. So Cody is, uh, Cody's on the shit list now for sure. I mean, I guess he was before too. Um, 
but that kill is amazing. Uh, and but Cody shoots him in that scene too, and realizes that they are not human because he survives the gunshots, and he's like, "What are you guys?" So he approaches the Blackhearts, his own gang, and is like, "Hey, again." He's like, "Did you guys? Did anyone see those teachers killing people?" And literally everyone's like, you fucking worthless sack of shit. <laughs> the Blackhearts are so pro-teacher. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> One of them even... No, oh no, that's the end of the movie where he tells the rival gang that the teachers are killing people and they're like, how dare you disrespect your fucking dead brother? <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what they say. That, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, Cody's like, I can't, dude. He's like, I can't believe you. What I'm hearing right now, I can't believe you would say that. And then he says, you would disrespect your dead brother. It's like, this is a gang that has been which, trying like, to kill Cody and his brothers all movie. Which like Cody by Cody being like, hey, it was the teachers. He's clear. He's absolving that rival gang of their of their accused crime, which right. is the reason why they're fighting right now. So the guys would be like, oh yeah. That, we didn't we didn't kill Angel like that that makes total sense now that you're saying that. But instead they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> also, in that scene, since we're on that scene, they are armed to the T, and Cody says that, and Cody just keeps walking towards them, which like Cody's a pro Cody is a threat to them. So they would just shoot him, right? Yeah. And they're just giving him the old the old like, I dare you better not cross this line. <laughs> But then it's like keep backing up and keep making head. the line further back, <laughs> dude. That's what, dude. At some point, he crosses their entire group and is ahead of them in a different yeah, area. He, he, he is behind them, and Hector is still being like, "You better, you better stop before you I better get, get back there." <laughs> <laughs> that scene fucking rules. <laughs> that scene's so psychotic. Dude, he's been trying to kill this kid and his brothers the whole movie. And he's like, you disrespect your brother's fucking name by talking about our teachers. <laughs> this movie fucking rocks. Um, so anyway, the Blackhearts, again, not happy about Cody accusing teachers of being murderers. Everyone takes it as a real affront. It's fucking weird. Uh Keach goes to the principal again, and the principal's like, what the fuck is happening? Everyone's dying. Like, what the fuck are these androids doing? And Keach is like, hey, first of all, they're not androids. They're called battle droids, you fucking idiot. Second, I tricked you, and they're battle droids. The way he delivers the battle droids line is if... Fucking Malcolm McDowell knew. Like, Malcolm McDowell's like, why are they killing people? And he's like, fucking moron, you bought battle droids, dummy. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell's like, I fucking did not sign up for that. So it turns out these fucking droids were weapons of war that have now been... Stacey Keach was yeah. like, let's repurpose them as teachers. <laughs> dude, dude, he says they were used in the Soviet-American War of 1991. <laughs> He's just repurposing them as teachers, and his plan is to sell them to every city in the United States. Yes. <laughs> They're just killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Malcolm McDowell is like, you got to turn these things off. And Keech is like, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> and then kills Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. 
right there in cold blood. Uh, right after that, the Razorheads get a call from Cody telling them to meet at the school. Christy gets got by Pam Greer. By the way, there's a one-liner in every one of these scenes. In the Cody scene, do you trust him? Yeah, like a vampire giving a blowjob. What does that mean? I'm so glad you brought that up because that was like the one one-liner that stuck out to me. I'm like, I can't. Can't wrap what? your fucking head around that. <laughs> <laughs> Go blow like a vampire giving a blowjob. And then Pam Greer shows up, kidnaps Christy, and her one-liners, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your boyfriend is? Which is hilarious because he, she, Pam Greer then calls Cody and changes her voice to be Christy's voice. And, or no, no, never mind, never mind. She changes her voice to be Hector's voice and says, meet at the school. So we learn that, you know, Cody never called Hector. Hector never called Cody. It was all a ruse set up by these, uh, goddamn artificial intelligence uh the gangs meet cody breaks down the entire story as we mentioned and uh again no one (laughs) believes him oh the the turning point for hector to believe that these teachers are killing people are (laughs) taking this fucking idiot cody's word for it cody is like i found this necklace in their fucking house (laughs) and hector's like Holy shit. You just, you just, you just cracked this fucking wide open. And, and, and from here on out, Hector is a good guy. Hector is a likable good guy who is saving people. Yes. (laughs) The biggest face turn in movie history. Dude, going from the worst human being alive to, to that is so, I honestly didn't even put that together. Until we were we started the episode because I was like I can't believe at the end of this movie this guy doesn't get fucking murdered like <laughs> guy turns into a complete good guy dude like every every scene he's in from here on out he's almost like giving thumbs up at the camera <laughs> dude, and then dude. like have, he has his arm yeah. around like all of the all of Cody and his like his friends the entire boy we love each other don't we guys <laughs> just, just ends every scene with that boy we're the three best friends we ever could have. Fucking nuts. Um, so the gang is working together and then they decide to break into a school, uh, which is crazy. Uh, then they decide to, they decide to exclusively ride their motorcycles in the school. No one is on foot. There is a scene where Hector and Cody ride around a classroom to look. It's a 10 by 10 classroom. All you have to do is fucking pop your head in and see if there's a fucking Android in there. (laughs) Instead, they ride their motorcycles around the room. Dude, their feet are, it's the most awkward thing you've ever seen. Like their feet are on the ground. They're just like walking their motorcycles around these desks. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Just get off the fucking, we know they're fucking bad dudes. We don't need them to ride motorcycles throughout the school. Doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Um, oh, by the way, everyone's agreeing to kill these teachers, which is, I think is fucking hilarious because like there really is no evidence where you would murder (laughs) three adults. (laughs) Yeah. They're taking Cody's word for it. Um, but they find, they end up finding Pam who goes after Cody and Hector. Uh, and you get a robo titties 
and you see uh, she lights a couple dudes on fire. They rip off her fucking hand, exposing a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing about this is it turns out all of them have secret hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part because we then go to the gym teacher who rips off his own hand <laughs> to expose his rocket launcher hand. Uh, and he, dude, he shoots a kid and his motorcycle through a second floor wall. The wall of the school explodes outwards and a guy and his motorcycle go flying through. I think that scene rules. It does. Uh, Cody ends up finding Christy, who is alive, but locked in a cage. Um, and he gets her he gets her out. But in comes the history teacher, who's, who says, ready to rumble. Uh, his arm also breaks off, which he <laughs> does purposefully, to reveal a fucking claw with a drill on it. A drill, yeah. What war, <laughs> what war was this guy fighting in? <laughs> This is the most useless skill for a war robot I've ever heard. Uh, And he drills a kid's brains out. He does. This this movie rocks. He's about to get Cody, but Cody grabs the gun and shoots his face off, which seems like something you would have done to any of them in the last scenes. You would have just, that's probably where you were aiming. Right. I don't know why they're going for maybe, body shots. I think maybe because it was like point blank, it blew all the mechanic, the mechanical elements out of it. That's true, and like through the mouth, so it was like a weak spot. Okay, I'll bite. I'll bite. Uh, so Cody saves Christy, right? Oh yeah, and he yeah he shoots that robot's face off. Pam's back. She starts chasing him. They find Christie's dad dead, which is should be a, a bigger scene, but it's not because Cody's like, we got to go. And she's like, okay, okay. They hide in the science room where they turn on all the gas. They lure Pam Greer in. And Cody says, right here, you mechanical bitch. And, and then throws an ax, which hits a tank in her chest. Leaking gas. Leaking gas, which there's already gas leaking. <laughs> Redundant. <laughs> Causing a giant explosion. I know. Like, I was like, this all seems like <laughs> she could have just hit her flamethrower and then, like, exploded herself by trying to shoot them. You know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and Cody's one-liner. <laughs> Guess I blew that course. <laughs> blew her up uh we got one teacher we got one teacher and cody dispatches him by hot wiring a bus and crashing it into him which carries him into the school before exploding yeah but he survives and the puppet that they used for this half android thing is fucking nuts it's awesome it's so crazy I, I was shocked by it. I, this movie just like surprised you. Every moment you just, you got a little surprise. Every few minutes you were like, wow, was not expecting that from this movie. Uh, that puppet is one of them. 
It's horrifying. It's actually really good. It is, it is horrifying. <laughs> um, but they they don't see that he survived. They go downstairs where they have a standoff with Keech, who's got Christy Who? hostage. Keech has Christy hostage. Keech is a he is in the school. He is aware of the mayhem and the destruction. Yes. Possibly aware that two of the androids are, are long gone. Yeah. And he is talking to these gang member students about how this project must continue. <laughs> he has not given up hope. He thinks he's still going to sell these fucking things. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is uh, that's fucking insane. Um, but he shoots Hector. Hector goes down. Don't worry, our hero survives. So don't if you were if you're stressed out about that rapist at the beginning dying, don't worry. He he, he lives. He's one of the good ones now. Uh he shoots Hector, Hector goes down, and he's about to kill Cody. And Mr. Bryles corpso skeleton shows up and punches a fucking hole through Stacy Keach's chest, <laughs> killing him instantly. This movie fucking rules. What an an ending for Mr. Keech. Which, like, Bryles, the robot, has no real reason to do that to to Keech. No. No. I think it's like a... Yeah, I think it's... I mean, I think it's just like they they were just going to kill anything, basically. Yeah. With a gun. Um, This allows Cody to... Because the robot's now going after Christy. This allows Cody to get a forklift... And stab the robot. And then somehow tangle a chain that's <laughs> dangling from the ceiling. Like somehow like wrap that around his head. Cody's doing this. Cody is a certified forklift driver. Mm-hmm. He is good. He is good. He's got a CDL. He, he is spelling. He is spinning that guy around. He gets a chain wrapped around his neck. Spins him around until the chain just rips the coach's head right off and says, <laughs> have a nice stretch coach. <laughs> and then Cody and Christie walk out of an absolutely demolished school. Um, yeah. Happy. Now their you families said are dead. That <laughs> everyone's dead. They're the only, two, cause, cause you had just said, I thought um, that Hector survives. Oh yeah. Maybe he doesn't. He does not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cody and Christy are the only two survivors. Oh, well, then that's fine. <laughs> Great. I agree. Great I agree. News. His redemption arc is so stupid. So fucking nuts. He sees a necklace and is like, holy. Dude, we didn't even highlight it in the, the, the movie, but he has a moment with Cody where he's like, man, you were so cool in middle school. And Cody's like, dude. Dude. Dude, loved you so much. <laughs> so fucking weird. This guy just literally three days ago tried to rape your girlfriend. And you're like, man, you were pretty great. <laughs> also, the gang, like, like the gang under his control is murdering everyone he cares about. <laughs> Dude, everyone is fucking dead. Dude, I, that's my favorite part about the end of this movie is. Christy just lost her dad. Yeah. 
Cody lost his entire family. Both both his brothers. <laughs> and at the end, all his like, friends. They're like, all's well that ends well. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything has changed in the world. And also, we have robots now. Like, <laughs> like your brain would not even... Be, you would be in a catatonic state. Fucking crazy. Now, did you know that there's a 1994 sequel? I, I, I saw that called The Substitute. Dude, the class of 1999 to The Substitute. Which there's is funny because this is already a part two. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems insane. It seems insane. But I'm, I'm more in line with this one because it's a, it's, we're back to like a renegade, uh, teacher rather than the renegade students being the heroes. Oh, they use footage from class of 1999. That's interesting. Oh, well, I guess we have to do this now. <laughs> Directed by Spiro Rosatos. Is this... Is this even... An American film? Uh, Nick Cassavetes is in it. Oh, all right. Who uh, is the director of The Notebook? <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Hollywood is Hollyweird is a weird place. Hollyweird is a weird place. Um, that's class of nineteen ninety nine. Obviously, we are recommending this. Yeah, hell yeah! I'm so glad to get out of that nineteen eighty one shit. I liked it, man. It was fine. No, it was actually good. By the way, our live show. For all of you that it came out, man, boy, that was fun. The one on the, the Prowler. Oh, my goodness. That was, I haven't laughed that hard in a very long time. That was very fun. One of, and you can catch the uh, replay on the Patreon, patreon.com slash I hate horror. Uh, you can catch a replay there. That, there was, there was just a couple bits that fucking killed me. Um, but that article of like the 25 best slashers was like, <laughs> On fucking real. I was just like, uh, to discover that, I talked to somebody and I was like, they were like, did you have that like queued up, like knowing? And I was like, no, like, I I keep links there. I didn't know if we would, if I would click that link though. And I hadn't seen it prior to, so I had no idea how stupid it was. I was just like, oh, if there's a time fill we can do, we can go through the list. But that was, that like hit so fucking hard. It was great. Uh, so that is the end of our school programming. We will start. Wait, what? Oh, is this the last episode before our live show in Tampa? No. No, we got one more. Oh, I fucked up our schedule. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, I fucked up our schedule. Okay. Uh, so are we going to do the, no, we can't do the exorcist next week. So wait, when would that get released though? Wait, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. So this drops the 26th. Yeah. Okay. So next week we'll record an episode that will drop on the third. Oh, yeah. So we have like a bonus week. We have a bonus week for sure. 
right? Or no? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could do Hell Knight, right? Because you have that written down. Yeah, no, but I think I think we have to do The Exorcist. I, I think I think I fucked oh, up. The oh, oh, oh. Uh, all right. So next week we'll do the Exorcist. I think the Exorcist is actually going to be earlier. Yeah, and then we'll skip a week after that, which kind of derails the momentum. So maybe, maybe we're maybe we take a week off before the live show. All right, that's fine. Right. Yeah, we could record uh, something we, for we, Patreon. We could record something for Patreon. Yeah, we'll do Patreon. Yeah. All right. So. I don't know. Figure out what I just said. Just <laughs> decipher, yeah, Sylvia, that decipher one, yeah. this, that psychotic ramble <laughs> that I just said. And let us know. You're gonna, let us know what we're doing. Tell us what the <laughs> schedule is because I'm fucking lost. You know what the problem is when we record this early? We're recording on a Tuesday. We're recording when an episode comes out. Oh, no. There's no episode this week. <laughs> anyway everyone needs to relax anyway so next week there will be no there will be no episode on the no we have to do this i don't know we're going to talk about this offline (laughs) i honestly feel like i'm losing my mind a little bit anyway here's our programming for the next (laughs) the next couple months oh also we got to mention Speaking of The Exorcist, we are doing The Exorcist all October, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our best buddies at Warner Brothers uh, giving away uh, digital codes for The Exorcist. Uh, we are we're, we got 10 digital codes for The Exorcist on 4K movie downloads. $20 value per code. Um, so we're going to be giving those away and we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the exorcist. I don't know how this happens to us every time. I love it. Like, how do we always land on anniversaries? The horse away, baby. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it's, and it is not intentional at all. Uh, the exorcist remains one of the greatest thrillers ever. The film that changed the way the genre is defined. The genre. So I got a proofread copy before you read it. Change the way the genre is defined now and is available in stunning 4K. Look for The Exorcist on 4K Ultra HD. And uh, we'll announce what the contest will be for, for those codes next week. Hell yeah. That's a fun one. I can't wait. Warner Brothers is just the best support warner brothers in every way they're just they're just hooking us up with all these cool fucking gigs and i love it um so support them support us patreon.com slash i hate horror we will be in tampa on november no nope october 7th at 7 p.m at tampa bay brewing company come join us spookala ends at like 5 p.m gives you time to go you know, do your business, get cleaned up. Please wrestle alligators. Take a fucking shower, wrestle some alligators. Can't emphasize the shower enough though. Just it's hot down there. Just fucking come clean. <laughs> what? <All right. laughs> 
Don't come to me straight after that festival. Don't come to me. <laughs> Don't come expecting a hug after you go to Spookal. You go clean, clean up, please. <laughs> it's a nice night. It's going to be a nice night. And we'll do something fun afterwards, of course. Uh, so come out to that. And I think we have another show in the works, but I have, the details have not been ironed out yet. So we will, we will see. That might be in November. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Patreon.com slash I hate horror, I hate horror.com, Instagram at I hate horror, and where can they find you, Boog? Instagram, Boognish1985. And that's a wrap. Thank you all so much. Thanks to Joe, of course. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay with Thank you. Adios. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. The monster. Butcher. 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 Butcher.